Peer Talk, a dialogue with business owners just like you. Peer Talk conversations run the gamut of business challenges facing owners today. The host of Peer Talk is Dan Crowley, founder and owner of Peer Executive Groups, which provides a safe space for owners to share their experience, grow their businesses, and learn from their peers. Okay, welcome to Peer Talk. There are a number of great business owners out there, just like yourself, who would love to share their experiences with you, and we hope to give them a voice. Welcome to Peer Talk. Our guest today is Steve Berner from Rayburn Rentals. We'll be discussing developing your key employees. Steve is the owner of Rayburn Rentals since it began back in 1994, and it has developed into three locations in Western Texas, Amarillo being the headquarters. Steve prides himself on the culture of Rayburn Rentals and specifically the key leadership team, the managers who he has uh, developed over time. Rayburn Rentals has won a number of awards, including Peer Group's Top Gun Award, which is given for financial excellence. Uh, They have been a winner each of the last three years since its existence. In addition, they currently have three employees who are participating in leadership groups inside of peer executive groups. So with that, let's hear what Steve Berner has to say about developing key employees. All right, welcome to Peer Talk. Today's guest is Steve Berner from Rayburn Rentals. Say hello, Steve. Hello, gentlemen. (laughs) So as we kind of stated in our intro, um, today's session is about developing key people in your company. And obviously, a number of our members are... uh, clearly focused on that um, as they go through the stages of their business and the stages of their life, especially as they get older. And um, Steve is still a young man, but um, he will um, give us plenty of information about his history with the concept of being a key person and developing key people and also um, where he goes from here. So uh, again, welcome, Steve. And um, tell us a little bit about your history, where, where you came from. I know... Uh, you have some origin stories about Rayburn, but even before that, so why don't you get us started with some of that? Well, it all started in 1974 at ABC Rental in uh, Timonium, Maryland. Uh, Gene needed some help on a Sunday to go to Western Maryland College and pick up 1,200 metal chairs. Well, I was 14 at the time. Chairs were just as tall as I was, so uh, that, that's kind of where we got to start. Uh, on that day, it's my first paycheck in the rental industry. It was five dollars and a soft serve ice cream. So <laughs> oh man, that's that's how that all started. Then I worked summers for him through high school, junior high, and high school, and then two and a half years of college. Uh, and then one one Sunday, he asked me to help him put a truck bed on a, uh, a new truck, and he told me that if he goes, I'll tell you one thing, kid, if you stick with me, I'll make you a millionaire. Being 16 at the time, that really caught my attention. And then uh, from then on, he just he really worked with me to develop my uh, personal skills and business skills. Um, then came uh, 1984, I get a call on a Sunday again. He says, what are you doing the next rest of your life? I said, I don't know. What do you got planned? He said, I'd like to see if you'd come work with me in Amarillo, Texas. And I said, okay. I said, what does that take? He says, well, it takes a little bit of money. 
dedication. So we started Raven Reynolds as a party and tool store in 1984. Um, I was a 20% owner at the time. Gene was 80, of course. Um, day one, we had an open house. We only had two people show up. I looked at Gene. I said, what did we get ourselves into? <laughs> he started laughing. He said, it'll be okay. Um, it was a slow start, but Gene gave me his leadership to make Raven work. He said, let's, let's get this thing going. He said, just, just work hard. And now, curious, get, was, that, was that store uh, where your current location is, or was it different locations? Yes. Oh, wow. No, this is the, still, still here, still same location. Amazing. And that's great. And that's, uh, was that Washington Avenue? or I forget Yeah, 4807 South Washington. Got it. Got it. Crazy. That's amazing. 38 and, years here, so. And so do you, you probably had, what, three or four when you opened up employees, like you, Gene, a couple people possibly. Um, and and how did you see that evolve? Um, was Did Gene, did you observe Gene kind of, you know, identifying the next hire, what type of role, what person you'd want, or how, how did that growth happen? Uh, we just needed a set of hands at that point. Yeah. It was, it was all me. Like I say, we had three people. We had a lady run the party side, and then we hired one other uh, guy to load and unload and help. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we, we started out slow growth because we were new uh, to the area. No one knew who we were or what we were about. They just thought we were – you know, fancy party rental store, gotcha. which we were. Mm-hmm. So. And, and you're, so you said party. So were you 50, 50 party and uh, equipment or did you move into equipment over time? No, we moved into equipment later on. So we started off probably 60, 40, 60% party, 40% tool. Gotcha. And you know, the party grew fast because there wasn't much competition on the party side. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I went through a couple ladies trying to find the right one, finally found the right one, and it, it started growing, and she was well-known in the community, so that, that helped out immensely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that was through the 80s, and about the 90s, uh, started the 90s, you know, my focus left kind of the party side because we had, you know, good people running it. Mm-hmm. And we started developing the tools, uh, the tool side of it. Um, in the early nineties, we, uh, we started buying some little bit larger equipment, larger to us, you know, uh, yeah. mini excavators, forklifts, you know, things that took a three quarter ton to one ton pickup to move around. Wow. You know, <clears throat> then in, go ahead. I was just going to ask, um, when you got to Texas, how, how old were you or how young were you? I should say <laughs> 24. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I was, a, I was just a kid, mm-hmm. but Gene did believe in me, so that, that was the main thing, and, and, and gave me everything I needed to succeed, but really made it up to me to succeed. It, was it so. pretty, it seemed to me, but you can tell me, was it clear to everyone that you were kind of, uh, you know, you were, you obviously came with Gene when this started, and you were part of the origin of the end of the business so uh it was pretty evident that um you were in a leadership role right from the get-go right you were were you or were you considered a peer of all the people coming in no i i was, I was the owner i mean gotcha. gene didn't want you know gene was the owner but mm-hmm. he, he, i was the face of the company 
Gotcha. Uh, like say he was he'd only been to he only lived in Texas for three years when we started this, mm-hmm. so he he wasn't very well known uh, in Amarillo. So mm-hmm. we like say we were the outside guys coming in. We we were the Yankees, I guess. That's what they called us. So. And you and obviously you could watch Uncle Gene in action. You would then uh, start to um, you know kind of follow that lead. And so I would guess that you were comfortable to some extent with managing the employees and or interacting with them. I was comfortable, but not good at it. Yeah. Um, that, that came later. That came with maturity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's, it, it, it was tough at first to be honest with you, you know, you know, cause some of the guys were older than me. Uh, mm. Some of the employees were older than me. And, you know, it's hard getting somebody to look at a, kid and uh take orders from him mm. so it was, it was at, at first it was really hard but getting back to what you're asked you know i was around i was around gene 10 years before he started the business so i i had wow his expert knowledge you know working deliveries then being mechanic and then going to the counter and you know then and then finally getting my shot at uh running my own store so gotcha so he so had I, I had a lot of lot of knowledge come with me, you know, ten years of it. You know, as much as a kid can pay attention to. At that time, I thought he was old. You know, mm-hmm. we call him the old man. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you're going to pick it up through osmosis, just from being in that environment, being around him, and clearly, uh, you know, uh, what I know because obviously I've met Gene through the years is is when he speaks, people do listen. So it's one Absolutely. of those. So if you, if you can, uh, you know, copycat that to some extent where uh, you bring that kind of, um, you know, truth to the, to the table when you're speaking to the employees, which it seems like that as what is what has happened at Rayburn over the years. Now, what about um, one other element as you develop, what point did you start to look at, management systems and or financials and tell us a little bit about you know what your role was versus gene's role and how you developed and on that side of the business well gene's role in rayburn's was mainly monetary mm-hmm. you know and, and guidance of course but uh, he's he's the one that taught me how to you know debits credits the books how to read the report don't look at the profit and loss look at the balance sheet he's the one that gave me all that knowledge as for running the business managers uh, we didn't have any managers until it it was just me until probably 2005 maybe Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know i just when we got a second location in uh, 2007 that's when i needed a man store manager uh, gotcha. You know, gross. We we put that second location in as a defensive move, not an offensive move. Mm-hmm. Uh, just keep somebody on the west side of town from doing it before us. Gotcha. Uh, worked out worked out very well for us. So the company. So, so the company's developing in the eighties and nineties, and pretty soon now, um, I guess you get to about two thousand. That's when you and I met, and I know yes. that even in the early days, I and mean, we were talking almost twenty years ago. Um, even then you were starting to contemplate uh, developing people to work in your business, but also on your business so that you could kind of get some 
not only just financial freedom from the from the company, but also some personal freedom uh, to have some me time and be able to, you know, find a way over time to move into more of a retirement. Um, what was the, who did was, I, now I know you had a hotshot sales guy named Seth Havens and, and that happened, what, about 15 years ago or 20 years ago where you started to well, look at- Well, it was 2000, you know, 2000, 2007, so. Seven, okay. Uh, we, yeah, so we opened 34th Street up, and we figured that we needed uh, we needed to get a salesman out there. Call, just call them, put their name out in front of them. Yeah. So we hired a, we hired a young man out of college, um, wanted to be in sales, had a good personality, but did not have the drive to go into a job site and get picked on. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So any job site you go, if you're the new guy, they're going to run you through the mill. Um, and when that, that gentleman didn't work out, Seth, uh, Seth came up to me and said, Hey, uh, I want, I want to be, I want to be that guy. And I started laughing. I said, Oh yeah. I said, you're going to cut your hair. You're going to get rid of those loop earrings. You can look presentable. And lo and behold, he said, yes. And he said, next day I didn't recognize him. He came in wow. dressed up khakis, nice polo shirt haircut and looked like he's on a mission. Wow. I said, I said, you really want this, don't you? He said, yes, sir. He says, we're going to make a lot of money together. <laughs> and he went, he went out and got beat up for about the first six months. And then after that, he, he hit his stride and came to me and said, Hey, I need a three quarter ton truck. I started laughing. Why? And he said, I, I need to start delivering some of this. We can't get the deliveries out. I said, all right. So, and he had to, if you knew Seth, he had to look the part. So and we got him that, and it, you know it's history from there, man. We just we we from 2007 we had one down years 2008 2009. Yeah, and that was it. Recession. Yeah, just as just that. And in 38 years, not many people can say that. But we've grown every year since. And, uh, and how many employees Seth now? Seth was one of a kind. Yeah. We're at 48. 48. And back in 2007, uh, you know, Seth shows 12. 12. Yeah, there you go. So 12 employees, Seth shows some initiative. You pick up on that, obviously, identify that. And, uh, yeah. and, po- and possibly, I always thought it may have something to do with how Gene developed you and looked for those types of qualities in you. And then you had that in you. So you started looking at your people different and said, which of these employees are employees and which of these employees are potential future partners, potential um, people who, you know, will work on the business with me and develop the business. Cause right. you're, you're getting close to 50 employees at this point. Um, and I know, um, you know, Seth took a lead key role um, and God rest his soul. We've, we've lost Seth, but um, you know, obviously his memory lives on with the company and the employees um, who you continue to develop. So I, I know that um, you had Seth on kind of a path and uh, it certainly made sense, but you didn't stop there. You actually looked at your staff and you were able to identify other people. And uh, did you have a name like a leadership committee or like management team or anything like that to identify those people okay no it's just 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 me uh but you know 
it, it's hard to find good loyal employees and i had a knack of doing that gotcha and uh to to keep them and keep them for long term i had to figure out a plan which you helped me do the golden handcuffs mm-hmm. uh, and that everyone loves that you know they know when they hit 62 or retirement age for the next 20 years they get they get a, a, a check in the mail whether they as long as they hit 62 they'll get it now if they quit before that they don't gotcha uh, but uh you know that that gives us longevity help, lets us have people in that position uh of leadership and and mentor the young guys coming up and mm-hmm. say hey this is a small company but with big values Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not only family values, but good values that, that, that they love their employees and want to take care of them now and later. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and again, you have the compensation plans for the key people, um, but then you add this deferred layer, deferred compensation, which says, hey, yes. you know, we can put this money in here. And, and in some ways, it almost acts like it's almost like phantom stock because the company grows and becomes more valuable over time and becomes bigger and, and more profitable. And by, by doing this, now you've got almost like a team. And I don't know if you're up to five or six people in this plan, but um, certainly they're looking out for the interests of the company. And, and I, I really believe when I look at your company, I go visit your company um, you're seeing it affect the culture of your company. So you yeah. know, you have the uniforms and all that, and it's certainly you have a vibe, but how many people have ever come to your annual event, you know, the crawfish boil, boil and, and have made comments about the culture of the company, right? Yeah. Oh, all the time, all the time. You know what it does? It gives them a sense of ownership. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's hard for, um, how do I say this in a nice manner? A, a young man, coming from nothing to get a, get a hold of a, a store, get a partnership in this. Mm-hmm. And this is a way that we feel that gives them, you know, you know everyone's looking for the end goal of retirement and join the, the golden years. And mm-hmm. this gives them a way, you know, to have, you know, for 20 years after, you know, you, you have this chunk of money coming to you, a lump sum every year for 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, something that, that, that they can't do for themselves. Gotcha. But sure. So it's given them a sense of ownership. And then th- that, yes. ge- and that to some extent makes you comfortable taking some freedom and, you know, stepping away a little bit. Do you, do you, are you there every week, every, or do you take time off? I take, I take a fair amount of time off now. You know, mm-hmm. it didn't happen until, you know, Seth became an owner six years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it took a lot of burden off of me, you know, because, you know, and the bank, too, you know, when you have a partner, mm-hmm. you know, the bank says, man, something happens to you, the show still goes on, mm-hmm. you know, so we have a, we had a right-hand man, had someone that could take it uh, to the next level or, or continue on what we started, you know, and, and that was the good thing about Seth. Mm-hmm. now that he's gone i don't have that so i'm actually working more now than i did the last five years gotcha uh, which is fine but you are t- you, you know i did notice this year uh you're taking on some new initiatives and looking at hey f- five fifty employees i better know you know who my leaders are and work with them absolutely to instill the values down through the troops and all that so right 
And you had, um, and you're at three locations now, or yeah, three locations. Gotcha. We have one in Hereford, Texas, cattle uh, capital of the world. Yeah, and I do mean cattle capital of the world. <laughs> that that store is just doing awesome. Excellent, and, and five people run it. Yeah, so you have five people outside of your uh, Amarillo um, area. So then it becomes okay. Well, how does that look and feel like? A Rayburn Rentals versus versus our place. Why don't you tell us a little bit about um, your culture and how you kind of get people on that wavelength that hey, Rayburn's a little different. Well, we are different. You know, you know, our culture is is family first, community first. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we do a lot. We donate a lot. We we anytime there's a community event, we we go to it. And we, we have a big presence there. We, we really want people to know that we are here to serve Amarillo. We're locally owned. All the money stays here. All the money spent here. Um, and then people, uh, people really like uh, being around our, 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 our employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Seth had an uncanny way of making, making things happen. You know, he developed, we call it the Rayburn way of rental. Gotcha. And, uh, and that, that's what started all, our culture. Heck, Seth was with me 20 years, but you know, you know, he, he's the one that really got our culture up and running. And, and we just today we just follow through with it. But we, you know, it's mainly family first. You know, we, we do to others as we want done to us. And you know, if we can help, we're always, always there to help. Uh, you know, a lot of rental situations uh, come up, emergency, that, and we're always there. We want to be your first call. Uh, we, 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 and we take care of it. I don't care what time it is. Uh, we'll, we'll be there. It also, it also seems, uh, you have developed a culture where, uh, people have an opportunity to speak their mind and, and kind of share up the line. And, uh, you certainly have made yourself available to your employees. Um, Oh, absolutely. And I, I'm, I'm thinking back to a time, gosh, it must have been five, six years ago, where there was an instance of bullying happening in your business, and you were able to identify that just through the chain of command and found out about it and was able to nip it in the bud before it became, you know, a, a, a long-term chronic issue in your business. Right. Absolutely. So I had a really sharp, sharp uh, manager, mm-hmm. and uh, he just let it get to his head. He, uh, you know, he's playing those war games and on the internet. <laughs> he he thought he could treat people like that war game, and you couldn't. Yeah. And then finally, I I demoted him for a little bit, and uh, you know, I said I will not have my employees treated that way. And finally, he went on to bigger and better things. You mm-hmm. know, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it's all his fault, not ours. But you know, to this day, he still wants to come back. He said he's changed, but. Well, and, and I, there's no question Rayburn feels like a family when people visit there. Um, and, and it's like you're protecting, I mean, we're talking 50 employees now, right? Almost 50 employees, yes. 40 employees. And it's still got that kind of feeling. Um, do you, do you see yourself expanding in the future to even more employees or, uh, what's that? Well, that, like? that depends on business. You know, yeah. you know, Gene taught me to get the most out of your employees and, 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 keep them happy but get the most out of them mm-hmm. and that's what i'm doing you know there's days that we we are just slammed mm-hmm. and if one person calls in sick or doesn't show up has an emergency we we are we are hustling and bustling 
to make up that one person. We just don't. Uh, we 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 don't we don't keep extras around. Mm-hmm. Probably we probably should, but we just my my <laughs> my personality won't let me do that. I don't like people standing around. Gotcha. And how do you? So how do you? And we'll end it up. We're going to end here soon. But um, how do you keep the morale up in a time like what we're going through with this type of crisis? And how are you communicating to the to the troops and keeping the morale going? Well, you know what? I I I still go talk to all the employees. You know, I okay. walk around just talk. I'm watching out there. I do. I don't do the heavy lifting they do, mm-hmm. and they they know that. But I I talk to them. Say, hey man, what's up? How's your family? Take a concerted effort to, to see what's happening in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what's going on in the work life, but if you pay attention to what's going on at home, having a baby, someone's pregnant, uh, mother's sick, father's sick. You know, if you take a concerted effort to get to know your employees and and, and make them feel welcomed, mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, man, Steve, just talk to me, man. That's that's pretty cool." My other yeah. boss didn't do that. You know, it's just uh, make feel welcomed and, and be concerned about their well-being, not only at work but at home. You know. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, last uh, last trail here. Um, you have a daughter in the business. She's working. Uh, I realize she's joined one of our peer groups. And uh, yes. um, do you see? Can you kind of see the the legacy from Uncle Gene to Steve, Steve to Haley, and and how that that's playing out. Um, yeah, she's a, she's a mini me of me, which scares <laughs> the uh, bejeebers out of me. Uh, she's doing very well. She gets things done fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got to get her more involved in the day to day. Yep. Uh, the day to day routine. You know, she's just twenty three, so she got a whole life ahead of her. Sure. Uh, but uh, it's hers if she decides to go down that path. I mean, it's her decision, not mine. Um, but she's she's helping us develop, keep our culture going. You know, I hired this uh, Patrick McHales out of Culture Index to mm-hmm. help us get the right employees and the right jobs, to get the personality so that we have them take this 20 question survey when we get ready to hire someone and see if they're type a type b or type c personality for that job you know so uh, if they're type a like me you know we'll get along if they're type c they need to be working for one of the other managers not directly with me so Got it. but it helps us understand why how and why they act the way they do and the way we do Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. when I took the test, I started laughing. I said, man, this guy's looking in my mirror. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it just hit everything that's my personality traits. And so you find out who you can work well with and who you can work with. Gotcha. Uh, but it's, it's really, a, it's pretty neat. And it, it's kind of helping us develop uh, our team with the same skills skill set in mind you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know like employees like to work together mm-hmm. uh, and, you know there's you know there's the counter division there's the mechanic division and there's the yard division and uh so we try to get people that work well with each other so gotcha but, and uh, you know I, I i think it's very refreshing and hopefully the listeners can can kind of 
look at this and, and take a lesson from it. You know, 40 years ago, uh, you get involved in the business and here it is 2020 and you're still committed to business development and not trying to do it on your own. You've got help with the culture index approach. You have right now, I believe, three employees participating in, in the leader groups inside of peer executive groups, which again, just exposes them to so many different enterprises around the country. So, you know, again, kudos to you for uh, continuing to grow and develop as time goes on. Um, any, any parting words, any last words for our, for our members to hear? No. Uh, keep trying. Not really. Keep, I guess, keep plugging. Uh, keep plugging and let's, <laughs> we'll get through this and Corona will be a thing of the past very soon, I hope. And uh, let's yeah. all get out there and, and do a good service to our, our customers. Yes, and for all of you who are going to be in uh, New Orleans in February, come find Steve and I, uh, and we'll we'll buy you a tall, cold one, talk to you about your business. Uh, we appreciate Steve Berner from Rayburn Reynolds being a guest on Peer Talk today. Check in with us next week for yet another edition of Peer Talk. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Dan. You've been listening to Peer Talk from Peer Executive Groups, produced and directed by Noah Crowley and hosted by Dan Crowley. Subscribe to this podcast for notifications of future episodes of Peer Talk.